Hello? Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill. Ugh. Huh? Dr. Bill, Dr. Doom. Huh? Oh, what the hell am I sitting on? Oh, it's a shirt. Okay. Oh. Oh. All right, Paul. You ready tonight? Yep, ready to go. All right. Uh, well, well, wait a minute. Do you have a synopsis? I thought you said you weren't going to have time. Yep, I didn't, but I got a synopsis. Oh, are you just going to wing it? No, no, no. I had my intern do it for me. Your what? My intern. Your intern? How do you? How did you get an intern? Well, you saw. I put the uh, the ad on the Two True Freaks page. I I inquired and got a bunch of resumes in. Did some interviews, and there you go. <laughs> Come on, who would possibly apply for this job? All right, next. Okay, uh, what's your name? Dr. Doom. Doctor, and you're, you're applying to be an intern? Yes, Doom is applying for your puny internship. Why would you want to be an intern? I have heard of this Demanzo Corp, and looking at the numbers of the financial reports, I think I will be running this facility by the end of the month. Okay, uh, so, Doctor, uh, where'd you go to medical school? Ah, uh, well, that's a tricky subject. Doom did not go to medical school. Oh, oh so it's, uh, I guess it's like a PhD. Uh, where'd you do your graduate program? Ah, uh, Doom was, uh, mm, Doom, Doom was expelled. Expelled? So, let me get this straight. You think you're going to run the company, meanwhile you're, you're a freaking college dropout? <laughs> I, I think, you know, next... What? Ah, Doom does not need this puny internship. Doom oh, what? Ah. So you didn't get the intern then. He left. Well, that was the first interview, but there were others, and I did hire an intern. Uh, in fact, intern, did you finish my uh, synopsis yet? Yes, sir, Mr. Paul. I have your synopsis right here for you, just like you like it. Very good, intern Allen. Very good. Oh, Thank you, Mr. Paul. Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, 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 I want you to say that again with Paul and I quiet, oh, okay? With which pardon? You, you saying Avengers Spotlight. Avengers Spotlight. Okay, I think I can use that. <laughs> oh, great, joy. See, you will be immortalized in every episode now of Avengers Spotlight. Does that mean I have to reciprocate and have Paul on every time? Well, good thing is it's only like episode seven in two years, so it's not that big. <laughs> you know, Emily's catching up on you guys. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Why, so... why don't you bring us right in, and this way we'll right, just yep. get right into it. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're all adults here. And with a quick swig of my Diet Mountain Dew, Bill transforms into caffeinated man. I don't know.
diabetes, man. It's diet. It's diet. Diet beaties. Diet beaties. They both start with die. And end with eaties. No, I can never mind. Okay. <clears throat> law. Law. I thought we were going to get third law there. All right. Law. Hello, and welcome to another exciting, thrill-packed, guest star-filled episode of Avengers Spotlight. I am Dr. Bill Robinson, and with me tonight is my co-host, one of my co-hosts, one of my many co-hosts, Mr. Producer Paul. Hey, how you doing? How you, how you doing? I'm shooting for the Scott. Shooting for Scott. Hey, how you doing? Brains. And with us also is our your new um, lowly paid intern lackey, I believe? Uh, lowly paid would imply paid something. Yeah. Unpaid is the proper terminology. Unpaid, unpaid. As an economics As professor, I'm sure Professor Allen could appreciate that difference. <laughs> and lowly is also appropriate. <laughs> and that voice, of course, you heard is that none other than Professor Middleton. How you doing, Doc? Hey, guys. It is, it is great to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, Paul, Bill, Scott, it's great to be on with all you guys. Nothing. Uh, uh, no. to mention that uh, no what? Scott. We, oh, well, at least we're covering really good books then. So that's good. Yeah, that's always good. Once we get rid of the Scott, we bring in the good. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. It is an honor to be here on Two True Freaks Presents, Back to the Bins Presents, Avenger Spotlight Presents, the Doctor Doom Spotlight. You might want to shorten that, but still, Featuring it's an honor Professor to be here. Allen. Featuring <laughs> Professor Allen in his first appearance on Avenger Spotlight. Uh, so how's everybody uh, doing tonight, today, or whoever? Well, however, right. see, too much caffeine already. Already got me off the rails. So anybody have any Avengers type news? Other than uh, I think I'm the only one of us that just saw the leaked trailer for Age of Ultron. Uh, you guys yeah, haven't I'm, seen it yet. I'm interested in seeing it, but I haven't yet. But you seem to have an advanced word on what you think about it. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just. Like I said prior, when 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 we first start t- talking, that I don't know, there's just something missing out of it. I don't know if it's because maybe it's not completely finished, um, but it's just like it wasn't wasn't firing on all cylinders for me. It's just not. There's like I said before, there's something missing, and I can't put my finger on what it is. There was some cool shots. I don't know if it's James Spader. Maybe they're gonna make his voice sound a little bit more metallic in the movie. But it, James Spader's voice coming out out of the robot, it just didn't. It just sound. It just sounded weird. It was like him doing a voiceover in it. Well, well, which was through the whole thing, and it it was just his. To me, it sounded like his normal voice. But I mean, it looks. I'm gonna go see it, obviously. But I, I don't know. Maybe when it comes out officially next week uh, on Agents of Shield on the 28th of October, uh, maybe it'll be tweaked or or different or something. So I guess we'll yeah, just have to... someone who needs to see trailers this early, this far in advance to rush out and see the, the leaked version. I'll see it when I see it and I'll see the movie when it comes out. There's sort of no the trailer can do nothing to make me want to go more or make me want to go less for that particular movie. I think my favorite ever teaser trailer was for Terminator 2. If you remember that one, uh, it showed the factory that makes the Terminators. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, little by little, they showed them assembling, you know, it was, a, you know, a machine, but basically it was assembling the uh, the metal skeleton. And then it went into a uh, like a, an enclosed chamber and you saw steam coming out and the door opened up and Arnold was there. And then you just heard 
you know, from the first movie when he says, I'll be back. And that was it. That was the whole trailer. It had nothing to do with the movie. It was just there to remind you of what was cool about the first movie and that the second one was coming. But it didn't do anything to spoil it, which is great. Yeah, to very broadly set a tone. Yes. And then that other teaser trailer uh, for one of the Batman movies that Arnold did where he said, I'll be bat. No, no, nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, never mind. (laughs) You know, I think I know one thing that bugged me about the trailer. The release date that I know of is May 1st next year. But in this trailer, it said April. Has something changed with the release date? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, because it said, like, coming April. (laughs) You turned into the frog on me there. Is it it one of those ones where it's going to be, you know, May 1st is a Friday, so it's going to actually open August 30th, April 30th at, you know, 11.59 or something silly like that? I will tell you in just a moment. Working. I don't know if that's where they're getting the April from. You might be right, because uh, May 1st is a Friday. So, yeah, it could be, like, maybe early release on the 29th on a Wednesday. So maybe that, yeah. Mm, There's 29 days in April? Well, that's the Wednesday. Then there's the 30th is uh, uh, the Thursday. And then there's, uh, yeah, because, well, uh, who knows? Maybe that explains it. It's just kind of weird. I was like, what? April. Is this the Calendar Man spotlight? Did I miss that? It's the Calendar Podcast. It's, it's. It's Two True Freaks presents Back to the Bins presents Avengers Spotlight presents The Calendar. <laughs> Today Next is episode, October. how many days are in November? <laughs> well, wait, 30 days, 31 days in October, November. I wait, can't. We turn the clock back, wait. Oh, God, don't, don't remind me. When does that happen? Doesn't that happen just like in the next two weeks? Oh, Christ, can we get out of this whole agrarian thing? We Oh, I hate the clock turning thing. Ugh. Sorry. I, I don't mind this one. This is the one where we gain an hour. Spring I'm fine ahead. with this yeah, one. Or spring, yeah, fall back. Yeah. It's the spring, which it's annoying. Oh, they would kill me when I was in the Navy because when we cross time zones, when you when you would cross a time zone going where you would gain an hour in your day, they would do it at 12 o'clock. So it would gain an hour in your work day. But when we went back across the time zones coming back across the ocean and we would lose an hour, they would do it at midnight. So that you would lose an hour of sleep. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. They're going to get real life taxpayer, to build As Avengers a taxpayer, I hardly approve of them docking you an hour. Yeah, uh, I'm on board for that. I got no problem with it. Bastards. I worked the uh, I worked the overnight shift for a year or two. Uh, and it was nice because what they did was when you lost an hour and only worked seven hours, you still got paid for eight. Mm. Then when you gained the hour and actually worked nine, you did get paid for all nine. Oh, that was nice. It's like they just given money away. I tell you, private sector, man, it's awesome. Mm. Well, I, let's before we jump into the books tonight. Well, I mean, do you guys have any other any Avengers stuff? I got no stuff. Got no stuff. Well, I, I think. Well, were we going to go into emails first and then talk about Doom or just knock the emails? Why don't we just get the event? Why don't we make Doom the concentration after the email? Okay. All right. We only have three pieces of email, so why don't we dive right in? You want the first one or you want me to do it? Uh, You can do it. Okay. The first one is from our friend Russell Bragg, and it is titled Avengers Spotlight Under Siege Part 2. Hi, guys. I was glad that Scott was able to make this recording. It's always good to hear him. Thanks for finishing this storyline. It was pretty good. I don't remember if I mentioned this in another email, but I bought the hardcover edition of this story. Sorry, it wasn't from Amazon. I need to look it over again so I can get the full context of Under Siege. You all did a great job covering this. 
As for the criticism via email, I would have to disagree. You guys can do what you want about changing what you want to change. I know that you aren't doing this podcast just for me, but I would not change a thing. I love that you guys like to joke around with each other and your tangents usually bring something to the table. Sometimes I learn something new or hear about a comic story arc I might be interested in or some comic news I didn't know about, etc. You guys always get back on topic eventually, so I never worry about it. Do what you want, whatever it might be, but know that I'm a loyal listener and will be listening every Saturday at work. You mean Russell does a job? I just figured he got paid for doing the DC Comics podcast and that was it now. (laughs) I thought he retired. My mistake. A question. I'm lazy and thought you could tell me. Was there a follow-up story where Captain America finds out that Zemo survived his fall and refers the reader back to Under Siege? I'd like to see if it exists. In closing, I really think Dr. Bill needs to act out his synopsis sometime, reading it word bubble to word bubble. I think that would that excuse me, I think that would be hysterical and awesome at the same time. If not his synopsis, then maybe a hostess head. Just a thought. Once again, I enjoy every episode and like that I'm learning something new every week. Keep up the great work, and thanks for keeping me entertained at work. Russell Bragg, Clarksville, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. Thanks a lot, Russell. I appreciate appreciate the compliments. Uh, My thought is I try not to take any criticism or praise too, too seriously, but I try not to ignore it either. Uh, I think we could always learn how to do things better, and I like to try and do that. So... You know, I don't think we're going to change our format. Our format is, you know, it, it includes general shooting the breeze and talking and just enjoying ourselves. I think it will continue to include that. But, you know, maybe we'll just get to the topic more quickly sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, well, maybe I can act out a book here and there. Well, you know, you did do that uh, Iron Man book. Oh, yeah. Barry Winter Smith book. You, you basically, and it wasn't even done as a joke. You did the whole thing kind of seriously reading the, the word balloons. Oh, well, yeah, because I was trying to synopsize it, and I was like, oh, I'll just read this. <laughs> It'd be easier to try to synopsize it. It was just crazy. Wait, wait, the- wait. I've, here's my idea. Let me pitch this Let me pitch this to you. Tutu Freaks presents Back to the Bins, presents a vendor spotlight, presents Dr. Bill acts out the classics. <laughs> presents, presented by Hostess. <laughs> it was a delicious bite. It was a delicious delight in every bite. In every bite. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there'll be a hostess ad in one of these books. We'll have to see. Maybe. Well, thank you again, Russell. Uh, I guess I'll move on to Mitchell Drury. Dewey Dewey. the Big D. Dewey the Mailman. Keeping it real. Avengers Spotlight Rebuttal. Hey, you guys, I had to stop and write to you as I'm listening to the latest Avengers Spotlight. I wanted to chime in about the email you got that very politely gave some criticism about your show. Okay, first, with all respect to the emailer, I can't disagree more. This show and Back to the Bins is first and foremost an entertainment podcast. I love the banner you all have. Your personal stories are as much a part of the show uh, that makes it fun and lighthearted. Second, when you rabble on, you tend to give more details about the story or topic that a plain straight synopsis sometimes doesn't. So don't stop. This is one of my top two podcasts that I look forward to on my iPod every day as I head out to do my walking route. You and Geek Out Loud are funny, clean, and just downright enjoyable to listen to. My only criticism would be more shows. Too bad us listeners cannot get to hear a show from you every day, but we all have lives and I understand. At least you do put out a show fairly regularly and that is more often than some other shows that deal with comics. Thanks for all the laughs, and don't change a thing. It ain't broke, so don't fix it. 
We all come back for the format that you have. Sincerely, your fan, Dewey the Mailman. Well, thank you, Dewey, but and um, thank you for, for for the praise. But you know, we did mull it over, and there is a few things that you know to kind of streamline things. And and, and I think that particular episode maybe was a little self indulgent. But thinking back on it, I think one of the reasons it was is because Paul and I burned through those two books really quick. So, and I know most people are used to getting at least like an hour show or 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 more. And with what we had on those books, there just wasn't going to be a full hour show. So I included a lot more jibber jabber than normal. But I, I think by putting it at the front of it is what kind of uh, turned off Kurt when he was listening. So I think for now. We may put more of just the casual banter more at the end of the show um, as like an extra added feature for you to listen to, like a you know DVD extra if there isn't even you know DVDs are on their way out too. But you know you know what I mean. So again, thanks, Dewey. Yeah, I mean generally, to be honest with you, when I edit them, I cut out what seems to need to be cut out, but otherwise it pretty much goes sequential. It's it's in the order that it was actually recorded. Uh, so I, I don't know how much of the moving to the end I'm going to be doing, but it's not a bad idea. Well, yeah, because you and I had quite – I mean we had a much longer conversation in the beginning of that, almost twice as long as the actual show portion. And a lot of that got cut out. I mean so, yeah, we had the 20 minutes rambling I think about uh, carpenter ants and carpenter bees. and You know what they, might be a good idea? Maybe I'll send my intern – to interview everybody who listened to the show and get a total consensus, you know, just what what everybody thinks. What do you think? Glad to do it, Mr. Paul. Glad to do it. As a matter of fact, maybe I can take the recording and just custom make an episode for anyone who emails in. They'll get the specific type of episode that they want. No, wait a minute. I'm glad I didn't take Doom on. <laughs> so I, I think I got the right guy. Hey, uh, Professor Milton, uh, go over there in the corner for a second. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Now come back. No, 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 no. Now go back there again. Yeah. Hey, uh, when uh, I I got a few things that I want him to do. Uh, I'll tell him at the end of the show. Okay. Just tell him as 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 the the spirit moves you. That's what he's here for. Okay. That's why he's getting unpaid. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll think it's good. I got some stuff that needs done around the house. But shh. All right. Here he comes. Sorry. All right. All right, guys. You ready? Uh. Okay. Well, we got one more email. Uh. Can you uh, punch that up on my screen for me there, intern? I got it. Well, do you need me to wash and wax the car, like you said? or After, after we're done recording, please. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the next email is from Mr. Luke Giaconetti. Some say. I got nothing. I got nothing either. <laughs> Subject is, I was under siege, but overdone, who was over, but over under. Come on, Paul. You know what that's from, Luke, right? Luke is nothing if not clever. Isn't that an airplane? Yes. You were over under, but Unger was overdone. Roger, Roger. Avengers Spotlighters. <clears throat> hey, guys. It's been a while since I had written in, and with you guys wrapping up the Undersea storyline, I thought this was a good time to do so. I found most of this story for a buck apiece or so several years ago. So I remember bits and pieces of this story. It's a classic so, Avengers story. Sorry, uh, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, Mr. Paul. Yes, sir. At a yes, buck a piece, yes, intern Allen. At a buck a piece. Sounds like he's paying, I don't know, four times too much. Now, that try was... to get your old books for no more than 25 cents. That's what I hear. But this was full cover price. Was it? Yep. Were they, well, were they a dollar at that point? I don't think oh, they were. You well, almost get an exception for that. You almost get an exception for that. Okay. I'm so, sorry for the interruption, Mr. Paul. Okay. That's all right. It's... You feel free to interrupt whenever I say it's okay. Thank you, Mr. Paul. 
I would say you're welcome, but whatever. Uh, it's a classic Avengers story for a reason, and finding him on the cheap was a treat. Apparently, the economics professor doesn't agree with you as far as finding them on the cheap. Luke, Luke, Luke. I also found most of the follow-up story where the Avengers end up in Olympus, which Dr. Bill mentioned. If I recall correctly, Zeus dispatched Hermes, wasn't he from Rudolph, to bring Hercules to Olympus, and the Avengers followed to retrieve him for some reason. That was her. That was a story which I remember starting out really well, but dragging along and not ending all that great. Anyway, having recently finished my full run of Iron Man, I have turned in earnest to once again trying to complete my run of Avengers Volume 1. Now, I'm not like Dr. Bill. The majority of my collection is in the form of Essentials, but that only covers a little past number 200, so that's still about 200 issues or so remaining. I had a bunch of issues from the late 200s at one point, featuring everybody's favorite, Dr. Dr. Druid, Ugh. But I ended up dropping them a few years back as part of a large three full printer paper boxes worth donation of all ages appropriate comics to the local children's hospital here in the upstate, here in the upstate. (laughs) In retrospect, I am going to have to rebuy them, but by the same token, donating comics to sick kids is its own reward as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you may want to look into getting the, uh, Avengers DVD. I don't know how much they go for now, but. Well, if you don't I care what format like... they're in, because since you're willing to go with essentials, uh, if you don't care about the format, that's certainly a way to get all the stories. I think you can only get that on eBay nowadays, can't you? I know I had purchased it back when they were still available commercially, and I think it only cost me like maybe 15 bucks. Oh, yeah, back then, but now you can't get it. Um, um, yeah, it's like something because Marvel stopped putting those out. Yeah, um, which, uh, you know, it's, it's a disappointment because that's a great way of getting a hold of a huge run of books for even cheaper than 25 cents each. Mm. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? <laughs> well, in that case, I am in favor of that. Anyway, as far as Under Siege, I really enjoyed you guys' coverage of the storyline because you guys gave it a fair shake. Too often, podcasts or reviewers get to storylines like this that have achieved a sort of rarefied level of fame. The trend is either to, one, gloss over any flaws of the story, two, find any nitpick you can to tear it down. But you guys took the good, you took the bad, you took them both, and there you have Avengers Spotlight. Avengers Spotlight. Avengers Spotlight. Ah, wait. This just in. From eBay. New 40 years of the Avengers DVD-ROM. Over 535 issues. $499. Buy it now. Oh, I may be selling mine. Well, a quick check of my uh, abacus tells me that's almost 93 cents an issue. No, thank you. No sale. <laughs> oh, wait. Here's another one for... Ooh, this one's only 199 Look at that. We've We're already dropped. There. We're We've getting already there. dropped. Holy shnikes. Buy it now for 200 Wow, that's... Yeah, that's a $300 that's drop. I need to get the issues I am missing and give this one a read. I like the idea you guys discussed of eventually getting around to a Masters of Evil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Speaking as an Iron Man fan, I would like to see the real Mandarin, as we see alluded to in the Hail to the King short film. Which I had not Be seen one. yet. Oh, you really do need to see that. It's excellent. I can't find it. I don't. What, 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 it's, it's on, is it on Iron Man 3 DVD? I think it's, no, I think it's on the Thor DVD. The, uh, okay. Because uh, I haven't gotten any since, I haven't gotten any of the DVDs. I, since... In fact, I don't even think it's on the DVD. I think it's on the Blu-ray. Oh. I don't think those extras are on the DVDs. Gotcha. Okay. 
So I would like to see the real Mandarin be the one to pull them all together. You could use Mandarin, Abomination, Incredible Hulk, Absorbing Man, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Crossbones, Cap Winter Soldier, and introduce a few others. Goliath and Yellow Jacket seem like a natural fit if you're introducing the idea of size changing in Ant-Man. The Fixer is another one which could be easily done given the amount of super science being tossed around on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as is Mr. Hyde or Black Knight. Okay, hold it right there. Mr. Hyde, did you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last night? No. Okay, damn. But I've heard there, I I have heard whispers that Mr. Hyde could Oh, really? Because I I haven't heard that, but I'm, the way way they're treating um, Sky's dad with his temper... Um, and that he's a doctor. Oh, I'm wondering right. if they are going to have him as Mr. Hyde. They haven't given his full name yet, have they? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. Yes, I think they did, but I don't think it said... what. What is Mr. Hyde's full name? I'm trying to remember now, and, I, and I'm... Oh, I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah, but, he ha- but he has a very distinct... And it is not Dr. Jekyll. No, no. But but I was just thinking because they, the way they portrayed him, he had a really – he was quick quick to anger. He's a surgeon because he was fixing up some goons, some like gang members came in, whatever, and he was – and then he lost his temper. and So I, I don't know. I'm wondering if he could be Mr. Hyde. Calvin Zabo. Oh, no, no. That wasn't his name. I'm pretty sure they said his name, but that was not it. So – so, yep. I think you'd remember Calvin Zanabo. Yes. So that's that's my theory on Mr. Hyde and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. My other theory, I don't know if I mentioned on it while we were talking about Age of Ultron. I know I've derailed Luke's email, and I, and I apologize. I'm telling you, and I might have said this on Back to the Bins, when Tony Stark throws the his uh, old power source into the ocean, that's going to come back, and I think that's going to be how Ultron gets powered or something. Something's going to happen with that. You just can't toss something like that into the ocean. And Maybe Atuma gets it. Atuma, it's not Atuma. Okay, let me finish Luke's letter. Okay, back to the email. I've introduced Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. You could do superpowered characters like Screaming Mimi, Claw, Claw, or Living Laser. And if you want to go old school, Enchantress and the Executioner could easily come in from Asgard. Or use Lorelei as a stand-in for the Enchantress since she introduced. While you obviously don't need all these, all of these baddies, I think that the the point is that you have options. Thanks for the show, guys. Luke. Thanks for the email, Luke. And yes. yeah, yeah, you have some. That could be some fun stuff. Yep. And I don't know what more to say because I just agree with everything you say pretty much. And plus, Lorelai is actually, uh, at least in the books, I don't remember if they said it in the um, in in Shield. Uh, she was the Enchantress's uh, sister, I believe. Yeah, I think she was. Now, there's there's also talk that Marvel wants to start introducing the Inhumans. And that they want to use them as kind of a stand-in for mutants, uh, for mutants, since they don't have the license to the X-Men for cinematic purposes. Mm-hmm. So that that the Inhumans could kind of take that role in their uh, in their stories. Hmm. Now I, I'm a little surprised, honestly, that they have the license for the Inhumans because I would have thought that would go with the uh, Fantastic Four license. Yeah, I don't know how that was really. I mean, how they made that determination of what would go where or you know i'm i'm still amazed that they were able to split um quicksilver and and scarlet witch the way they did i mean granted yeah they are mutants but they i you know and but they appeared first in the x-men with the brotherhood of evil so but hey i'm not complaining we're gonna get them well i i'm not complaining until i see how they used well yes i i like the way they used quicksilver in days of future past Mm mm-hmm Although he was very different from the character in the uh, comics. 
but I have no idea what to expect for what they're going to do in the Mar- in the uh, Marvel universe, cinematic universe. Well, and the trailer I saw really didn't. There was only like one or two quick scenes, <laughs> no pun intended, with uh, with Quicksilver. And from what I saw, it looked like it was the classic Quicksilver blue costume. He he looks from the photo I saw. He looks too muscle bound to be playing that part. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think Quicksilver should look like a marathoner. Mm-hmm. Dustin so I, Hoffman. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to pass judgment on it until I see it. I, I'm. I'm just, despite what I've said about the Fantastic Four information that's coming out, I really do kind of feel like you can't pass judgment until you know. There's, do you have something substantial to to see? Just rumors alone aren't enough. Right. Well, and speaking of passing judgment, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll drop a promo here, and when we come back, we will have our our resident Doctor Doom expert fill us the best in. Best money, money, or the best expert money that we had available could buy. And he will fill us in on Doctor Doom and the Avengers, right after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen. And I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the Quarterbin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. Throughout 2014, Newsaz.com and the Star Wars and Character Podcast have worked with 60 artists from all over the United States, Canada, and Europe to bring together the most stunning and amazing pieces of custom artwork for the Artmore Project. One-of-a-kind works of art built from sets of Mandalorian armor. The 2014 Artmore Project Benefit Auction takes place Sunday, December 7th, 6.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at TheBigToyAuction.com. This benefit auction is the grand finale of the Star Wars and Character Podcast and Neozaz.com's annual Toys for Tots fundraiser with all proceeds going to the Philadelphia and Orlando area Toys for Tots. For more information on this auction and a pre-bid on any of the 2014 Artmore Project pieces, visit TheBigToyAuction.com or Neozaz.com slash auction. This auction is a can't-miss event of the 2014 Artmore Project featuring some of the greatest one-of-a-kind works to date. This event will only happen once on Sunday, December 7th at 6.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and only at TheBigToyAuction.com. And we're back. So, Blackie, intern, chop chop, mushy mushy. Have you got the stuff? Yes, Dr. Bill. Yes, Dr. Bill. <laughs> what you got for us on I have got Dr. For Doom? Us. I have got for us Avengers 332. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ease up there, cowboy. I don't. Not yet. Didn't you prepare? Didn't you? Don't you have your doctoral thesis on Dr. Doom prepared? Um, wait, wait. No. No, I I know we didn't perform. (laughs) We didn't perform. We didn't prepare any formal uh, synopsis of Dr. Doom's history with the Avengers. But we know that he first appeared in Avengers 19, is it? I thought it was 2019, really? I thought it was 24 and 25. Well, technically, they retconned it to 1.5. 
because we covered that <laughs> on episode two. <laughs> but that was a later ret- ret- retcon. It's, it's interesting how, you know, I mean, Doom is, and I don't think Professor Allen will disagree with me on this, the premier Marvel uh, antagonist. I don't even want to say bad guy. Exactly. And I love the way that he gets to be used against everybody. It's almost like, well, everybody's rite of passage is that they have to fight Doom at some point. But if they are a lower level hero and yet still manage to be successful, you know what? We'll look back on that and just say that was a Doom bot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. No, I actually think that's that's one of the strengths of in general the way Marvel does things as opposed to DC. Now, I've talked about this before in context of of Doctor Doom and the way that Marvel does it with every character pretty much being based in you know the same geographic locale, even though a pretty big one, uh, New York City. It's well within Marvel to promote the concept of the shared universe of spider-man hanging out with uh, johnny storm you know, with them being friends and, and you know everybody knowing knowing each other and therefore sharing villains as well is you know we obviously dr doom is theoretically a fantastic four uh, villain but he's faced as you said some of the the great a-listers like dazzler Oh, wait, sorry. I should have started at the other end of the list. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, uh, <laughs> I, but, wasn't but, wasn't but, he defeated you, by Squirrel Girl at one point? You know. I'm thinking that Doombot. Is, <laughs> that, that, is just, that is just propaganda. Uh, I guess that's, that's big comic trying to keep uh, Dr. Doom down. So no, but this is different from you know, but 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 what I like about that is different from the DC universe, which which you know it's it's just just different. Where you know DC, every hero seems to be locked into a geographic locale, separate from every other hero, and they have their own cast of villains. So it's extremely rare for villains in the DCU to go up against quote unquote someone else's hero. Yeah, you don't see Superman fighting Captain Cold. Heat, though that would be heat awesome. Heat vision. <laughs> well, it might be a very quick battle, but so but if... that's the, but 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 that stuff's very common in Marvel. So, like like Paul said, there've been great Doctor Doom issues and fights in places other than the FF, which is great. So, if you had an Italian Doombot, would it be Vinnie Doombots? <laughs> Sorry, odds. Uh, Doctor Doom was mentioned in Avengers number 20, it says mentioned, and in Avengers number 24, he is shown in shadow, but his first full on panel appearance is 25. From oh, what I, from, you were right. Well, no, you Somebody were right, too. I, 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 I didn't <laughs> screw you. <laughs> Smart who, ants. Who had 2014 in the pool? <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. I think you're a Vinnie Doombots. With pride, my friend, with pride. All right, so having brought everything to a crawl, we'll be getting another critical email. Oh, no, we'll just we'll just truncate that silence right out. Two words, truncate silence. Truncate it, baby. Ka-ching. After we get off, after we get off this call, I'm going to go truncate. Oh, I'd love some truncation right now. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> truncate Bill. Lose, lose weight. Truncate yourself. So... Who would you say in the Avengers has been the most frequent opponent of Doom? Would it be Iron Man? The most? Oh, oh, oh! You mean from the the roster of the Avengers? Yeah. Well, well technically, well, this is is going to be a cheat. I mean, the Fantastic Four were members of 
<laughs> on the Avengers, yeah. so you could say them. So outside of the outside of the Fantastic Four, um, who of the classic Avengers members has I, been I, the I, most I, frequent? Is it is it Iron Man or is it somebody else? Yeah, I, I can't speak definitively in terms of quantity but in terms of quality my favorite marvel story ever is iron man and dr doom and camelot which was the first book dr bill ever covered on back to the yeah. Bins. yes yeah, it 149 was 49 and 150 and then it goes into it actually that storyline picks up 100 issues later yep 249 and 250 and then it picks up about 10 years later yeah they did the miniseries right yeah just a terrific, a there's, terrific whoa, 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 there's a miniseries? Uh, yeah. Legacy of Doom. Hmm, okay. Hmm, I think I have that. I'll have to dig that out. Like, I might have just... And, and, and it's all, it all ties together. It's written over something like 22 years apart, those stories. And they, they flow, and they're, they're terrific. So in terms of quality of of matches, it is clearly Iron Man. And, and Iron Man and Doom are actually quite similar. That's what makes those stories work really well. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite things is how Doom is just so dismissive of him when he doesn't realize he's Tony Stark and calls him lackey. <laughs> he's just Tony lackey. Stark's lackey. This, well, yeah, if... if, if, uh, if... Stark's lackey is this brilliant? How 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 intelligent must he be? As there... There's some logic to that. I mean, mm-hmm. if Paul's intern is this good, how good must he be? Think about it. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> if, if I, you know, I was I was trying to turn that into something to try and belittle my good friend Doctor Bill, but it doesn't Ooh. really work. What? Huh? <laughs> that's okay. I can belittle myself. Thank you. I'll do it myself. What? All right. So, once this is all truncated, uh, <laughs> so are you going to go first, Paul? You've got the earliest. I guess yeah, I have the earliest think. issue. Could you hand me my synopsis? Uh, yeah, you 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 drafted this for me, right? Did you did you have somebody like really smart look at proofread it for you? Excuse me, Lackey. I wanted it to sound natural coming from you, so it's not polished or 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 particularly coherent. Oh, sir, so, so as it sounds as you chose. So wait a minute. Does it sound like I did it? <laughs> No, 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 it's, oh, okay. it's not 17 pages. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, well, in any event, my my uh, issue is Avengers number 156 from February of 1977, which was way overpriced by Professor Allen's standards because it cost 30 cents on the cover price. <clears throat> the cover is drawn by Jack Kirby, which shows the Avengers battling Doctor Doom in a scene that doesn't actually take place in the book anywhere. Um, Yellow Jacket pers- has a gun. Yeah, I personally don't think this is one of Jack Kirby's best. Uh, Iron Man, to me, looks fat. <laughs> Doom lacks detail. Cap and Wanda look very stiff, and his femur looks exceptionally long. And Yellow Jacket's just kind of floating in the air at full size and looking angry. What's, the, really... what's the Vision doing up there? Is it... Well, he's, he's just he's, he's coming through the building. Through the he's phasing he's through, through, and uh, I guess the logic there is that... Uh, I mean, that actually ties into the story, because he didn't battle... You know, he, he allied himself with Doom, but we'll get to that in a moment. I, I, I do like Cap, you know, sort of shielding Wanda with his shield, taking the brunt of, of a Doom blast. But I, I think that, like I said, I think that figures look exceptionally stiff, especially Wanda. I'm shielding uh, Wanda from a Doom And And, and I think Cap's doom femur blast, is about four feet long. Must be like hard to get. Must be hard to get pants. Yeah, he's he's got the uh, the thirty two waist and the seventy eight length. <laughs> so 
So the story is uh, written by Jim Shooter, penciled by Sal Buscema, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Don Warfield, and lettered by Archie Goodwin. The title of our story is The Private War of Doctor Doom. This story continues from Supervillain Team-Up and the prior issues of The Avengers. In brief, The Avengers were defeated by a performance-enhancing drug-using Atlantean known as Tyrak and fitted with slave collars by Atuma. It's not Atuma. But oh yes, it is Atuma. They were sent out as Atuma's slaves to battle Doom and were defeated and imprisoned. But by working together, they were able to use Cap's shield to free the Vision, who then just left without saying a word instead of freeing them. This story opens up with the Vision phasing into a corridor where Doom is aiming some type of pistol at him and even wearing a waist holster for the pistol which seems very undoom-like, considering he can shoot energy blasts right out of his gauntlets. But anyway, the Vision convinces Doom to allow the Avengers to, to be free so that they can work together to stop Atuma. It's not Atuma. Whose bid for world domination would include Doom's home country of Latveria. The Vision and Doom set off to free the others, as Vision has his own personal pity party, with feelings of inferiority over the return of Wonder Man, who has been dead since issue number nine and has now returned. Vision's brain patterns were somehow copied from Wonder Man, and now he broods over his, whether his feelings towards the Scarlet Witch are truly his own or those of Wonder Man. Meanwhile, on a hydro platform out at sea, the Submariner is recovering from a can of whoop-ass opened on him by Wonder Man, and they decide to join forces against Atuma. It's not Atuma. They go after him in Atlantis in a sub that apparently not only travels under sea, but also floats on the air. The beast who stowed away on Atuma... It's not Atuma. All right, enough has, already. <laughs> ...radios them with an update about how Atuma is planning to use a cell-stimulated device to take over the world. Meanwhile, the other Avengers are freed of their control collars and accompany Doctor Doom to stop Atuma as well. While this is going on, the Vision acts like a dick to Wanda. Cut back to the Beast, who is spotted by one of Atuma's guards and is easily taken out by the nameless underlings who are usually easily defeated by any hero in any book. <laughs> Submariner and Wonder Man dive down to Atlantis to stop Atuma, but are attacked by Tyrak, and Submariner is also easily defeated by Tyrak. At this point, the other Avengers and Doom arrive, and the Avengers battle Atuma and the cell stimulator enhanced Tyrak. They manage to defeat Tyrak by now using teamwork. While this is going on, Doom beats up Atuma off screen and reclaims the cell stimulator. Atuma attempts to use a big red button to set off some sort of missiles and stop the Avengers from escaping, but he's beaten by the revived Submariner. Returning to Hydra Base, Doom intends to make off with the Cell Stimulator, which results in him getting into a battle with the Avengers, but his plot is foiled when the Vision uses his powers to destroy the device, resulting in Doom just leaving, once again vowing vengeance. With the other Avengers ready to go, Captain America decides to part company because he saw something he wanted to investigate, and we're told that his adventure, adventure will be continued in Supervillain Team-Up number 11. And that's the end of our story. Mm. I thought this was pretty cool. It's well drawn by Sal Buscema. I think the artwork is pretty, almost George Perez-ish. You know, the, that's, that's what I thought, too. And I had to mm, double check because, like, that. the first opening page, I thought, it's like, oh, this Perez. No, wait, no, it's not. Okay. So I'm, um, I mean, I, I like Sal Buscema's layouts. I like Sal Buscema's pacing. I like his storytelling. 
But his individual characters don't usually have that Perez feel that they kind of have a little bit here. So I'm giving credit for that to Pablo Marcos. Uh, but, but as, I mean, every other aspect of it, I'm giving credit to Busima. And uh, I think it's well-drawn. I think the story is kind of interesting. Some of the battles are just a little too quick because they're just trying to squeeze a lot into one book. Yeah. But but I, I always like subplots. I like the whole vision being a douche kind of thing. Uh, I didn't even mention that the wizard is appearing in this one. And he's kind of a cool character because he's old and has a heart condition. And, and he can't really battle, but he does anyway. Uh, but he, he's he's kind of alongside Wonder Man and Submariner and the Beast as this story progresses. And this is also building up, like I said, from Supervillain Team Up and earlier issues of the Avengers. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of moving parts going on here. And and I think they all kind of mesh together very well and, and make for a story that's not all that hard to follow, even though there's so much going on. So overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with this book, art wise and story wise. What do you guys think of it? Well, I like that this is back in the day to where you would you could you know cross over from different lot from from different books. So yeah, it was a way to get you to buy another book, but you would still you know it was usually a good story. It just wasn't a crossover for the sake of a crossover for like some of the things we have nowadays with with events. You know, it was um, now I've never read the other side of this crossover. I don't have any of the supervillain team up books, so I don't know how good those sides of the story are. But at least they filled you in as to what happened. So you weren't completely lost and you didn't have to go get it if you didn't want to. Yeah, that, that's I think that's true. You, you didn't have to. They always gave you enough so that you could pick up any book. I mean, you know, the old cliche, any book could be anybody's first. But they always wrote it in a way that I think. The, the idea was to that you could read the story, enjoy it, and you'd want to pick up the prior issue not because you needed it to enjoy this book, but because you saw that there were things that go, went on and you want to experience them in you know beyond just a uh, a word balloon or something that's explaining to you what has already gone on. And that's been with silence. <laughs> Truncate the silence. I was letting the prof jump in. I liked, uh, you know, this was, what, 77, I think, 1977. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of my era for the Avengers. I confess, probably should have mentioned this before you invited me on, I've never really been a steady collector of the Avengers over the years, but this was the era where I probably read the most between, say, 1973 into the mid to late 70s. So to me, as opposed to, you know, the movie lineup, you know, my classic Avengers lineup includes Vision and Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch and the Pims and you know, Cap and Iron Man. I mean, sort of this is the uh, mm-hmm. this is the lineup that I like. This is the era that I like. And any story that involves a big red button, the shiny key, red button, as, as a key plot point, I think is is uh, is critical. Uh, Doom, I uh, defeated a little too easily, or maybe you know. I don't. Uh, think he's you know, you, you go back to fight another day. I don't think he's defeated reason. at all. His plot yeah. is foiled, but I think it's it's less that he's defeated and more that he just decides with the device destroyed, there's nothing here worth fighting for. Exactly. I don't think he's ever conceding that he wouldn't win the fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that that is true, because all shall know Doom's vengeance, but he will choose the time and place. And then as someone else says, he's getting away. <laughs> but not really, yeah. He is he is a, a, a strategic retreat, or as you said, the sort of the objectives of the mission changed for him. Would that be called a Latverian withdrawal? Yes. 
It's not. It's not a withdrawal. I guess. And, and I, I, and I, I also like the Doom. Just in in general, I like the Doom and Namor uh, relationship. Well, have you have you uh, picked up all of the supervillain team up issues? No, but I should. Yes, you should. What I can tell, that does explore the Doom Namor relationship much more in depth. I mean, they uh, obviously have have uh, a, a fair amount in common. So, so like if you were gonna, you know, the term shipping, you know, which is where you take two two people, like uh, like on Agents of Shield, they have Skyward. So would the would Doom and Namor would it be Doomor? Or no, no. In in terms of shipping for Doom, <laughs> let me just say Doom ships with no one. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, Sue Storm Richards von Doom has a nice ring to it. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. It, would that be her in her Malice costume? <laughs> that would it, be well. Actually, that's that's her in Namor's costume. But anyway, oh, that's oh, really whoa, whoa, that whoa. is really. Please. So, so maybe Please. Victor would want the number four boob window, maybe. You mean for himself? Or <laughs> wait a minute! Now wait a minute! Whoa, this, whoa, this whoa! Is now, so Doctor Doom, wait a minute! Spectrum. So Doctor Doom, in the privacy of his own Latvian home, cross dresses as Sue Storm. This is this is news to me, Professor Allen. I I, I had no idea. You were so well, I, you it must be true because Alan is our resident. Yes, I mean, wow. I think technically that's that's really one of the Doombots' jobs. Doom but anyway, looks... please, I believe I've shared too much. Doom looks pretty in heels. <laughs> you gotta watch what Doom comes to you for revenge. You speak too much, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you get you you get me over here on two true freaks, and I just can't shut it up. <laughs> Doom wants to be alone. So I would say, from a rating point of view, I'm giving the story a B, I'm giving the artwork a B, and I'm giving the cover a C. For an overall rating of... BBC. I'm giving it a B. That's another BBC book. Yep. <laughs> See, I liked, uh, I liked the cover just a little bit more than you. I, 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 I understand that Cap's anatomy is uh, imperfect, shall we say. You like Fat Iron Man? Lead butt. Well, I just, I just, I like Cap's pose, and I like Doom as he should be at the top, the center of attention. I mean, he's a little small for this, this, uh, uh, <laughs> this shot, but he is, he is the center of attention. I like that. I like, uh, I like the vision phasing through the wall. So I gave the cover. I mean, not much better than you, maybe a C plus. And in the story, this is what's great about these '70s comics, right? A lot happens. Mm-hmm. But a lot happened in these comics. You know, the joke is this would be a four-issue miniseries. You know, today, uh, so a, a lot happened. Again, I like the, I like uh, Doom's uh, strategies here. So I gave the story, I gave the story a B. Uh, the art was fine, another B. So overall, since it has Doctor Doom, A plus 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 plus. Well, yeah, you're right in that if this was a uh, a book today, we would have a, a two issue miniseries just just on the wizard and his uh, urinary tract problems. Um, <laughs> the wizard whizzing. <laughs> fill this, okay. Fill another. Fill another. Oh, enough already. God, no wonder they call you the wizard. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on here, and ah, this is this is this is the Avengers books that I love. That were just you could just sit right. down and just really. Just read and read, and you, you just 
I know we've said it before and we'll say it again. I mean, you can burn through a new book in no time flat. You know, in the same time you would burn through an entire issue, you'd only be a quarter or even maybe not even that far through through this book. And 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 I th- I think by the time you get into this era, especially maybe the late seventies and into the mid eighties, that that that's to me sort of the the glory time of that because at that point you've moved enough away from the Stan Lee era where it's where you know I mean Stan's books took a while to read. That's because there were you know over the top true believer this and every panel had to have a caption or something mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, you know sort of that that almost that that silliness. Sometimes, you know, these are dense and packed, but meaty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's not filled with fluff, like, no. like some of Stan's works could be, or, or you know, Silver Agey works over at, over at DC could be as well. Just wordy for the sake of being wordy. Mm-hmm. But I think here you're getting into with this generation of writers of uh, uh, some really, like I say, dense, packed, time-consuming read. You know, this would take you 25 minutes to read mm-hmm. and, and be worth it. Well, I'm thinking uh, along with you guys the that the cover, yeah, the cover's a C. You know, there's there's some yeah, there's some things here that are just a little a little wonky, but it's still it's not a bad cover, but it's not it's a C. It's middle of the road. The interior art, I I I, I love the interior art, and and it, yeah, it was very re- reminiscent of uh, of George Perez, um, especially the one where they're all laying on the table, strapped down. Kind of reminds me of like like a Perez shot you would see in a book. Mm-hmm. Where there's like the six of them, you're like, so there's a special table just to strap six people to it. With get me that table. Go, go to the, the get me the six-person table, not the eight. I said the six. What's your problem? I didn't want the eight-person table. Now I gotta Jeez. find two more people. Crap. It it even has little steps that go up to the table. You see him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now walk up here, lay down. All right, all right. We're gonna strap these little cuffs on you. And you know, every I mean, everybody's a different height and everything, but they're all measured out that the uh, you know the the restraints are just so that they could be perfectly laid out and they'd be at their wrists and ankles. They were Although even, they, they were even nice enough to give the Scarlet Witch, who has an injured arm, only one wrist clamp. (laughs) (laughs) If you look very carefully, there is not an unused wrist clamp next to her. So she had the one arm. Wait, not the right. We need the six-person table with the one-arm person in it. (laughs) I don't know. I might give a no prize and say it's under her cape. Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Although, it looks like Cap's going to tap Iron Man's uh, head with his toes. If he wants to annoy him. Stop it! Stop it! I said stop. Sorry, I got the Jimmy legs. I got restless leg syndrome. Sorry, Tony. Dunk, 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 dunk. When we get out of here, you could give you such a pinch. And I know technically it should not factor into our ratings, but Evil Knievel and Six Million Dollar Man ads? Come on. Come on! And in the Spider-Man and Captain America Ricochet to Freedom... Yeah, I'm sure those toys were safe back in the day. <laughs> Look at the spring-loaded gun I could shoot something out of. It was the 70s, Bill. Come on! I know we had lawn darts. You know what? Weren't they great? Despite everything, I don't remember that many kids walking around school with, you know, I, I don't remember that many kids walking around school that looked like Nick Fury. <laughs> I think we I think we were okay. Nick Fury? Where are you looking at? Which, which ad is that? I'm talking about despite the fact that they, they were selling this stuff, the iPad. kids weren't losing their eyes. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Those lawn darts could be pretty deadly. 
That was more of an 80s thing, wasn't it? Lawn darts? Was that in the 70s, yeah. too? Nah, I, I, I want to put that in the 80s. Yeah, I just can't I can't believe that I used to take a two-foot-long giant dart with a metal tip and a plastic in, and I would take it, and I would throw it straight up in the air and run. <laughs> ah, the good old days. What we used to call possibly... that fun when I was a kid. That's right. It's coming down. Run. <laughs> Poor Jimmy, he didn't move quick enough. Well, <laughs> now he's got a lawn dart in the head. <laughs> it's all fun and games. Somebody gets a lawn dart in the foot. So anyway, I guess the rest of my uh, uh, for the story, I'm gonna give the story. I love stories like this. So with being dense, I'm gonna say B plus A minus, and the art, um, the art's a B plus. So I guess overall is like a like a B B plus. Cool. All right. So why don't we move on? Keep moving. Nothing to see here. Move along. Now, just in an, in an effort to spurn me, my two co-hosts picked one story in two books to share. Very cute. But yeah, nothing to do with my book, so I'm we the outsider. Uh, one of these things is not like the others. Yeah, we decided that when we were recording that those other two episodes. That, <laughs> oh, you weren't on those. Shoot. Never, no, never mind. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to bring that up, sir. Should we do both synopsises and then discuss, or should we do each book separate? Let's do each one step. Yeah. All right. The intern can make the call. Thank you, sir. Avengers 332, The Many Faces of Doom, written by Larry Hama, with art by Paul Ryan and Tom Palmer. The Avengers are hosting a gala evening to celebrate the opening of New Avengers Mansion or the New Avengers Complex. Many of their superhero friends from throughout the years attend the joyous occasion, then they have celebrities there. Well, the Fantastic Four is there, but President George Bush, First Lady Barbara, Princess Diana and Prince Charles are there. Stan Lee, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, David Hasselhoff cosplaying as Nick Fury, Wolverine, miscellaneous heroes. And despite the new place's state-of-the-art security systems, there seems to be an intruder as a handful of people see visions of a, a, a glorious green cloak turning the corner or a beatific silver faceplate on a video screen but i mean maybe there's more than one dr doom oh if that were only the case what what a what a glorious day that would be so captain america chases one of the dooms around the place and vision and the good guy sandman chase another the security system seemed to have a few bugs in in them but Fortunately, Iron Man arrives, which was really a surprise, actually, because he was out on the West Coast, and no one thought he was going to be able to make it in time for the party. But, you know, Tony, he has always had a thing for Princess Diana, so anyway, let's just say he made it back to the party. Now, Iron Man takes care of the security issues using his world-class supercomputer and electronic skills to solve the problem. She-Hulk, by the way, is quite impressed. And uh, to quote the irredeemable Shag, she's hot. (laughs) Now, back in the lower basement area, Doom totally schools Vision and Sandman. They try to take him on again after they've recovered, and he totally schools them again. Cap finds Doom making his way into the weapons testing room, which they very conveniently labeled weapons testing room for him. And Cap wonders if this is Doom, or maybe a Doombot. So Doom replies with what has become his patented catchphrase. That is for me to know and you to find out. He actually does say that. 
I admit he could have come up with something a little more dramatic than that. I'm pretty sure I said that in sixth I'm, grade. I'm a little surprised he didn't say, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> I, you, I am rubber, and you, you are glue. What you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. I am rubber, you are, nah, you are rubber, I am doom. <laughs> That's all you need to know, lackey. <laughs> Then now back in the main part of, of the era, the man they thought was Iron Man reveals himself to be Doctor Doom, because of course Iron Man is but a soldier in the titanic battle against forces beyond his comprehension. Whereas I am a king, an arbiter of national destinies, and much, much more. I am Doctor Doom, and they all lived happily ever after. Because that's where the story ends. From what I can tell from the Latverian Ministry of Literature, this was where the actual entire uh, Avengers comic book came to an end. Doom takes over, and so there are no more stories to be told. So I'm not sure what, what, what Bill's going to bring for his book, because the uh, story ends a, here on a high note. It's an Elseworlds. It's a Latverian uh, Elseworlds tale. Exactly, exactly. What if Dr. Doom ever like these... failed? <laughs> That's what I like about these multi-part Doctor Doom stories, because you can just end, you know, one issue before <laughs> the end of the story, and that's sort of the uh, we call that the happy ending. <laughs> we call that something Doom? else. Wait a minute, hey, Doom, I don't want a happy ending from Doctor Doom. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a massage I want, especially with those cold gauntlets. Ooh, scarred face. Ooh. <laughs> now She-Hulk in the pink dress. Mm. Hey now. So I I I I thought this one set the stage very well for uh, uh you know for the next for the next story. Now the problem is, to be honest, not a lot happens in this story. There's no real I don't know what would you call it plot happening. There's not a lot of characterization after the first few pages. There's some, uh, but I enjoyed it. Doom's awesome. It's part one of a story, so you don't know how it's going to end. So you know, there we have it. I give the story you know B plus ish. Uh, the the cover is sort of scenes we've, we've seen before. It's a looming Doctor Doom hovering, in this case, hovering over the party guests. And, you know, it's a fairly typical, normal shot. Um, Doom's main mode of appearing on covers, I think, seems to be as this looming present. So <laughs> we've seen this shot before. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the minimalist cover copy help, helps. The only thing it says is, and now Doctor Doom, enough said. You know, and it's it's nice to see again this many people. You've got the Fantastic Four, and you've got uh, Wolverine and and Namor uh, all tuxedoed up for the party, and She-Hulk. So, you know, you know, that's you know that's fun. But you know, the, the those poses are pretty standard. So I don't know. So is minus is on it, the cover. All right. So both Wolverine and the Thing are smoking. And both of their smoke from their cigars is going up the Rage's face, and he's he's looking like, oh. He seems pretty. He seems pretty happy about that. I don't know about that. It's more like, mm, like he's closed his, his eyes, like, mm, get to something bad's gonna happen here. For some reason, whenever I see Rage, I always have Mister T's voice in my head. I think that's that's about right. It's certainly not I Morgan thought... Freeman. <laughs> I thought the inside art was fine. I like the two-page spread of the banquet. That's where we sort of see everybody. Did you notice uh, there's a lot of gratuitous female celebrities. butt shots in that one? Well, well okay. you know, some you... people facing away, some people facing us. 
Well, because we no, got Barbara I... Bush facing forward, thank God. Then we have Mockingbird. Princess Di, yeah, Princess Di. You, you can tell she's the princess because she has a tiara. You got you know, She-Hulk and Scarlet Witch are facing us. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But Black Widow is turned away. Captain Marvel. All right, well, maybe it's half and half. Maybe, maybe I was just honing in on certain things. Uh, yes, fortunately, we don't. We do not get a Stan Lee butt shot. So. Oh, thank God. That's a good thing. I do like. Uh, I do like. Uh, I like Namor's a fancy dress. It's up, up, up in the top right corner. I think Doctor Strange has put on his formal collar. Yeah. <laughs> it goes up about an extra three feet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is that. That's his dress. Now, his, who, his dress robes. Who is the guy behind Hercules? Uh, the big guy? Yeah. That's not the Sandman, is it? No, because he's no, somewhere Sandman's else. Was yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, because yeah, he has the striped green shirt with the tuxedo tie with the bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? I do, I do like the note at the bottom of the page that, uh, you know, superhero's costume does count as formal attire. They they had to let us know that, that these, uh, mm. these guys actually were, this does count as dress up for them. See, I, I when I read this, I kind of thought it was going to be something where, like, you know, Doom was going to get into the New Avengers mansion and be treated as a villain. Meanwhile, he just wanted to attend the party, you know, since he's a dignitary. But uh, exactly. exactly that had that had no had nothing to do with it. But I thought that's what it was going to be. Doom just wants hors d'oeuvres. Canapes. Doom wants canapes. I like I like Sandman in this book. I like the way his character is, is portrayed and how he's, you know, working with on, on the side of the angels, if you will. Mr. Uh, Sandman. I'm not very familiar with the character of Rage. I mean, I've seen him before, I, I but I haven't read very much that he's in. So I, I don't know what I think of that character. Me neither. So. Do you know what his final disposition is? They kill him off? No. They take away his superpowers and he just becomes a small inner city boy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, wait, that should have been before. Is he a normal-sized teenager, or is he, like, exceptionally small without his powers? Uh, well, yeah, without his powers, he's like a 13- or 14-year-old kid. He becomes and... scrawny Steve Rogers? Yeah, pretty much. I can't remember what, what gave it to him. Um, like, if it was, like, a chemical-induced thing. But when they figure out he that was, he's a He was bitten that... by a radioactive angry guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when they figure out who who he really is, they, and that he's a minor, they they have to ask him to leave. And I think he goes to the New Warriors at that point. Once they figure out who he actually is, if I remember correctly, and we have stopped the show. I recently picked up an issue of New Warriors from the quarter bins, but I don't know if it's from. Will the that be showing up on your show? I just picked it up. I just picked it up. He picked so it up and he set it down. Boom! I I even bought it. Oh. <laughs> This art is so. Like I said, no, so uh, so I I don't I don't think I gave my final grade. I, oh. I give the art. A, I thought it was fine. I, I I like the reveal of Doom at the at, at the end. The, they did a lot with like security camera shots and that sort of thing. I, I kind of like those. I liked uh, also I like some of the Sandman uh, stuff. I like Dooms. You know, I give it a B plus. So overall, uh, A plus 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 plus. You're nothing but consistent. <laughs> um. I like right, right right away. I was like, I know this 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 inking and boom, here it was, Tom Palmer. Um, so that's that's why you know some of the consistency we we saw from you know it reminded me a little of uh, Under Siege, some of the art. But you could tell it was a little different though. With uh, looks like it was Paul Ryan doing the pencils. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, it was a little bit different there. Um, I like some of the crowd shots. You know, it's nice to have the big full spread with all the heroes and everything. Story, you know, the buildup is kind of, um, I, I don't want to say it's a filler because the next issue is really, it's like the flip side to it. There's like no real, it's all pretty much action with a little exposition, whereas this is. Yeah, it's almost like between the two stories, you get two pages of action. <laughs> yeah. Most of it is in the second one. Yeah. So um, art wise, uh, I might go, if not the same, maybe a tad bit higher than the last book we just did. The cover, the cover. I'm gonna. Who did the cover on this? I don't. I don't know. Lackey. Sure. Lackey. Lackey did the cover. Oh, I'm asking my lackey. I should know, but um, I don't know. Yes, you should. This I will go failed, in your review. I have <laughs> I'm, 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 well, no, am that's I risking a cut. Am I risking a cut in pay? Oh, oh, are you ever? I'm trying to see what so, it says. Severe scolding. Scalding? You're gonna burn him? You're gonna put a hot plate on his face? <laughs> Him... Well, maybe, maybe we'll oh, get him, we'll get him a metal mask. Lackey of Doom. Except it'll be a hot I've towel. Cover... It'll have eye holes cut out. Like I was saying, the cover artist is Paul Ryan. Oh, okay. Well, it looks really different. Obviously, Palmer didn't touch up um, the cover. So uh, I'll give the cover. I'll go a B with the cover and the interior art. I might. I think I'm going to go a minus. And the story is going to be hmm, not. I think the story actually is – I'm going to have to downgrade it a little. You know, I mean, it does a lot of setup, but it's. I'm going to give it a C. So I guess that puts me squarely in the B column for the book. How about you, Paul? Well, start with the cover. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the way Doom looks on it. His face looks kind of goofy. Uh, and and his, his, he, he doesn't seem to be looking the right direction. There's something odd about – it's almost like – you know, if we if 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 this were a modern book, we would wonder about you know the way they Photoshop the images. Yeah. You know, but it's like he, I mean, he's looming, he's hovering, but it's it. I, I think his angles or his eyes or something about it that it doesn't look like he's actually looking down on this. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second. I just looked at the cover. Did anybody see the cost? The the what the hell is Namor wearing on that cover? It's a brown tuxedo. <laughs> With, it is one heck of with, a tuxedo. With an orange frilly shirt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But just, just working my way down from the top, what the heck has Doom got to hold his cape on? That thing must weigh 40 pounds. <laughs> so you got a, a barbell? It's a Doom bell. It's a Doom bell. It's not a Doom uh, bell. I, and I'm, I'm not too crazy, but I mean, it's, it's a cover that's all these characters' faces, and I'm not crazy about the way he drew them on it. Uh I'm giving the cover a C. Uh, it's average at best. Now, the interior art, which is by the same artist, so i got to give Tom Palmer a lot of credit. I think it Absolutely. jumps up in quality compared to the cover. The uh, The images all look really so much better done. I do see what you're talking about, that it's it's got a little bit of the same quality as Under Siege, but it's slightly looser. Uh, I'm going to say a B for the interior art. Uh, and story-wise, I almost get like a die-hard feeling from this. Like it's building up in suspense till we mm. get to the point where Doom takes over. I, I, I think I like the story better than you guys. I'm going to give the story a B as well. So there we go. So, so we got Alan Rickman as Doom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I the scene where basically Iron Man turns into Doom. Yeah. And uh, I also like the, the like behind the scenes that you have all these uh, – 
you know, Avengers security people that are working in the backgrounds and in these control rooms and everything who you never see Doing on a regular basis. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, they're monitoring. Because, they're not, they're because... not in charge of security, they're in charge of monitoring. Because Doom's oh, tricked them all. Doom. No, wait, there's Doom there. Nah, well, eh. Did you see something? I mean, it's we not don't like... Need to... No, I didn't see it. Nah, it's, we, it's... we can wait. You that can't can rewind the footage? <laughs> I I mean, I I, I do like... Uh, yeah, I'm, I I did like the security setup. Uh, but yes, there was a little bit of... Uh, the. Uh... Well, you don't want them to necessarily be competent. <laughs> They're probably just unpaid interns. Yeah, you, you know how that, can't you, expect, you know you know, how that goes. Ugh. You generally don't disaster. get the smartest people in that role. Freaking disaster. Unless they're very young and they're just trying to break into an industry. True. Yeah, yeah. Once they're established, have a career of their own. <sighs> but overall, I'm going to say a B for the book. I like it on a whole. Well, if you like this one, just wait till part two of the story. Dr. Bill? Right, Bill? Yes. Avengers 333. Which is and a third. And a third. What? <laughs> this time, this time on Avengers Spotlight, we have. Um, <laughs> I just love ripping off Andy. We get. Uh, we we do a little change up with the artist. We have our buddy Herb Trimpey is doing the pencils. Inker is Tom W. Morgan, which I'm not not familiar with his stuff. Um, actually, it says we have two inkers by Mike's Amazing World: Reggie Jones and Mr. Morgan. And letter is Bill Oakley. Colorist is Christy Shell or Shield, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Now, did Larry Hammer write the last one as well? I believe he did, because that's who wrote uh, this particular yes. one. And, yep. and we have June 1991. Let's see, June 1991. I was uh, still in the Navy. On the uh, my ship, I think was being ready to be launched. Yep. Ah, the good old days. One dollar for a comic. Ah, yes, yes, those were the good old days. June 1991, Emily would have been about a month old, so I was not buying comics. And not getting a lot of sleep. Priorities had sadly changed. Mm. But that's okay, you would be able to go back later and get this for a quarter. A quarter! Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) And our cover, we have One Touch and Doctor Doom Blows Sky High. Nobody told that to Rage, as the the massive character of Rage is is, uh, about to beat up a praying Victor Von Doom. He has the shafts of, I don't know if he's in the map room at Tannis. We've got some ray of golden light coming out from beneath his, his uh, gauntlet as he uh, holds it out towards the reader. Uh, I just want to say I'm not really fond of this drawing of Dr. Doom. I don't know. It just doesn't seem, it's off. But we'll, but we'll get back to that. Uh, our story. The mouth is, the, the mouth is not working. Yeah, it's like, it's color. turned down in a little frown. You know, it's like, come on. Come on, Doom. Turn that... Cheer up, buddy. Cheer up, buddy. Turn that frown upside down. And his nose looks... His nose always been that triangular. It just really... It just really looks weird. It's just off. And he's got even bigger things holding up his cape in this one on the cover compared to the last. But <laughs> they're massive. Life of the party. Welcome to the party. Um, and of course, I do not have a written synopsis, so hold on, kids. This is going to be good. Oh, boy. <laughs> Because I didn't have a paid intern lackey. Anyway, we have uh, Rage has decided to get a grip on Doctor Doom, and Doom, of course, will have none of uh, a. Uh, no one will dare lay their hands upon the King of Latveria as uh, Rage has got the bejesus shocked out of him for his trouble. Meanwhile, in the background of the scene, we see that the President and Barbara are slipping away 
as the rest of the Avengers rush to Rage's aid and uh, the assembled guests to, to make sure that he's okay. Um, and then once all the dignitaries are outside, whoom, the steel shutters come down and Doom says, I've let all the dignitaries go because my business is with the Avengers and I, I wish to impart upon you how I beat your system and in return I would I want uh, information on how the tra how to transport between dimensions because Doom's ultimate goal is that he wants to be able to uh, once again it was his he wants to be able to go and free his mother from the dimension that she's trapped in from her uh, dealings with I believe it was Mephisto way back in the day so Doom also uh, tells him that he's taken over all communications as Black Widow tries to use her Avengers ID card. And I love it because Doom's face pops up in the window. Aha! Nice try! <laughs> Psych! <laughs> it's like, no, no, no! You're not going to be using gotcha. that! <laughs> and uh, Doom pulls out of his pocket his handy-dandy kinetic holographic projectors to show that in the basement and in the weapons testing room... Uh, Captain America is fighting a Doombot and that the Sandman and um, the Vision are also fighting another Doombot. And he tells them, well, how can this be? Let me tell you. The explanation is quite simple. There are two Dr. Dooms, Dr. Doombots present. Robotic doppelgangers. And um, he basically says, now um, oh, I'm falling apart. That's right. Okay, this, this is where he decides to make the trade, where he says, you know, I'll tell you how I got in if you tell me how to transfer dimensions. We get a nice little exchange between um, Rage while he's getting up from his shock and Ben Grimm. And uh, he says, my friends call me Ben, Miss Janet, if you're nasty. Um, oh, wait, sorry. That, uh, I'm getting confused. <laughs> Meanwhile, Reed Richards has decided that, uh, that he's, he's amazed that Victor has become that his doom bots are because he he's basically impressed with doom's um technical prowess that oh, it's yeah yeah he is uh-huh <laughs> and we cut back to um you know who else is impressed sue that's all i'm saying anyway <laughs> move on well doom's uh, underneath that uh his breastplate is that fantastic four boob window shirt then we cut down to the weapons testing room to where um, we don't know if this is a Doom bot yet that is, or if it's the real Victor Von Doom fighting um, Captain America. And he does a uh, a line that any uh, Bond villain would give, you know, oh, you don't, you don't expect me to, you know, uh, I expect you to be compliant as he boffs him into a water tank. Then elsewhere in the other sub-basement, we still have uh, Sandman and Vision are fighting the other possible Doom bot. To where Vision is actually just standing around looking up at the architecture and Sandman's like, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, I'm I'm fine. Just keep uh, keep fighting. It's okay. Don't worry about me. Meanwhile, we, we cut back to Cap, who has fallen into the water vat, and the uh, the Doombot has his hands around his throat, and they're fighting still. And, and back in the other sub-basement, the Vision has discovered the apparent flaw in the building to where a small last episode, I think they said it was... Um, nine inches, but I think in here they say it's it's a ten inch air vent that goes up to the uh, to to Fifth Avenue. But I digress as I often do. The other trick that Doom has up his sleeve is that if anybody tries to attack him, he has a small neutron bomb attached to himself that will detonate and basically kill everyone in a six block radius. 
So they're not really sure which Doombot is which and who is who. So through the course of the fight, they have to be careful how much force they they apply to the quote-unquote Doombots. Um, and as things are going on, we get a nice uh, another side thing to where Reed tries to sneak away and he goes to a computer terminal to try to get 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 some quick info. And again, we have Professor Allen. Would you like to tell them? What? Where? What? Uh, whoop, uh, where? Oh, sorry, sorry. Where? Cupcakes. Uh, no, cupcakes? no, no, no. Have yeah. we gotten to the cupcakes yet? It's the it's the panel right before the cupcake where Reed goes to the goes to the terminal and we get the doom face. <laughs> No, no, no. Fine, Mr. Fantastic, that I've been quite quite thorough in my little takeover. Blast. <laughs> and uh, next we have Rage and um, The Thing are sharing uh, Rage's grandmother's cupcakes with a little A on the top. because uh, And um, uh, Ben's glad to have those instead of hors d'oeuvres and canapes. So now we cut back to the basement. Well, not the basement, but the weapons testing. And Captain America says... He knows that his his doppelganger is just that. It is not the real Doctor Doom. It's a Doombot, and he gives him the old. He says it's open season on you. And elsewhere, also the Vision has uh, uh, through a not subtle um, way at all tells Sandman. I mean, there it's just such unveiled innuendo. You know, uh, you shouldn't go against the grain. And you should go with the flow and get inside the problem. Oh, so you're telling me I should infiltrate his armor? Okay, got it. So they do that and fill up uh, the the uh, the Doom armor in the sub basement so it can't move. And now next they cut back to Cap and Cap does a crack and takes the head off of the Doom bot because they're like, oh no, you know. Well, then that means that one of the other two is real. And it, meanwhile. Uh, Vision gives a uh, high-density karate chop to the throat of the other Doombot. So now everybody thinks, aha, this is the real Doom. But Rage decides that that's a load of bull hockey. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me back up. Cap Cap decides that the reason he knew that the Doombot was a Doombot is because when they were submerged in the water, there was no air bubbles coming out of the Doombot's armor. Well, then why, when he throws it in the punch bowl, is there air bubbles coming out of it? Anybody want to answer me that one? Because um, um, after he cut the head off, air got in it. Air got in it. Yeah, okay. All right, maybe. Wouldn't air have been in it before? It Was a, was it a hermetically sealed Doom You know what would be funny? If he, if he threw it in there and he saw it was, there was a real head in there and said, oops, <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. Sorry about that. You know what? I, I really thought that whole bubble thing worked, but what can I tell you? Don't drink the punch. Um, <laughs> so Vision tells them that they figured out how the uh, Doombots got in, that they were actually dismantled themselves, shimmied down the open tube. That's, te- that's right. They do say 10 inches. They say 10 inches here. Last issue, I swear they said nine. So 10, nine, what's the difference? And one of you at this point would say one inch, but anyway. So anyway, uh, and then well, Doom, oh, uh, Doom, one Doom, inch. Doom claims it's 10 inches. Doom claims size matters not. Size matters not. It's 10, I say. And Vision de- demonstrates how the actual Doombot head uh, becomes like its own little walking uh, massive tool assembly system and had reassembled all the uh, Doombots once they all shimmied down, down the pipe. And that, yes, this this Doom now says, yes, I am the real Doom, and here's the Neutron Bomb, and you're going to give me what I want, whether you like to or not, blah, blah, blah. To which Rage answers by throwing a cupcake at him. 
and unceremoniously splat right in the oh excuse me fawak right in the face and they're like no don't do it he's got a bomb and rage says he ain't got of course he says squat but you know he ain't got shit wham whiz shatoom and this is where i think professor allen probably just passed out because this was a disaster. This was a disaster. But it's a doom bot. It's not really doom. Oh, and he's doing a funky it. dance there. He's doing the robot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well played. So, right, they're all amazed. Well, what logic did you use to determine? I didn't use any logic. I didn't use any logic, fool. I decided if doom loves his mother as much as I love my grandmother, he would never endanger himself. So he was never here to begin with. Fool. And Doom says, aha, how right you are. I was, that's not my style. I am the real Dr. Doom. And I actually have the, now this makes no sense to me. I have the neutron bomb wired to my armor, but I'm not in the building. I'm in a, I'm in a car outside. Well, then why do you have the bomb? What's... So you were right, but you were wrong <laughs> that's, also. That's right. There And so, ah, well, since Thor's not here, which he's the one I needed anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And by the way, your friend Rage was right. I would do this again and more to save my mother. Next, an Avenger faces death at the hands of the Ultimate Warrior. The wrestler? What? That's what it says. The first encounter, beginning a six-part bi-weekly saga. And there is my chopped-up mishmash of the issue. And uh, that's why I should write these. Well, what would you guys think? I'll tell you straight out, though. The art from this issue to last issue, mm, there's only a few panels I like. I'm not real fond of this art. Well, I, I see a distinct difference. Uh, basically, I think it's on the page where uh, the Vision has the Doom head and, and is playing with it. and it's not, when... it's not consistent. No, but there's two different inkers. Oh, and I think okay. the inking that's, that's true. later in the book is oh, superior right. to the inking sense. earlier in the book. That must be, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because I did say there was two inkers. Because, yeah, it's just not... Yeah, it's just some of the shots I, I like, and then others are just like, whoa. Mm. Like the first two, the first uh, regular size splash and the double page splash are okay. Yeah. Then after that, it seems to go downhill for about five or six pages, and well, maybe even a little bit more, uh, up until the point where uh, Cap chops his head off, basically, and then it seems to get a little better from that point forward. Yeah. I yeah. like the page where Rage kicks his, you know, basically knocks his head off. <laughs> I think overall the art on that page is good. It's It almost it, it almost looks like uh, a page you'd see in the, uh, you know, how to draw a Marvel, how to draw comics the Marvel way book, you know, because there's, there's only uh, four words on the whole page and, it, you know, basically doing this storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he takes his head off with a mighty Cthulhu and a whiz and then Ooh, the head. Like a whiz on his head? <laughs> well, the, the head's whizzing through the air. Whiz! Shatoom! <laughs> He did not whiz on Doom's head. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> and then I, it, I don't know. The panel The panel begs to differ. Doom's head and it says whiz. <laughs> I love the I love the Doom bot, though, standing on one leg. Like, the other one's, like, he's tilted to one side, and it just says spink at the top yeah. where his head's missing, and the whole armor's quivering. I think that's the best page in the book. Except for the way Rage's face is drawn, I think it looks a little wonky. I, I agree with you. I think this is the best page in the book. He looks like El Tigre. <laughs> I know. I kept thinking, El Luchadore. <laughs> Doom with a, unceremoniously being hit with a cupcake is a nice shot, too. See, I, I in in uh, 332, 
I was happy with the book as a build-up, like I said, kind of diehard style, and that it was building up the suspense. And I felt like this issue kind of betrayed that and let it down. Uh, Doom's motivation almost seems kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, I'll break into your mansion and I'll tell you how I did so if you tell me the secret to the afterlife. You know, it's like, what? Well, no, <laughs> it makes no uh, sense. Well, I mean, okay. But that has been a theme for Doom but before. Yeah, his, his theme is that he's trying to uh, to, to re- rescue his mom, but yeah, it's but not, Doom it's not let me break into your mansion and, and I'll trade you how I did it. Yeah, I mean, Doom built a time machine, for God's sakes. He can't figure out how to traverse dimensions. <laughs> or, or come up with a better barter system than that. <laughs> and at one point, uh, was it Quicksilver? Uh, there's a scene in here where Quicksilver's uh, saying, well, maybe we should just deal. Oh, yeah. Actually, he's not asking for anything patently immoral or even illegal. This from the guy, that, yeah, that your motivations will come into question in a few years with some of the things you do. Maybe you should just shut the hell up, Pietro. <laughs> Need anything out of you. I mean, it's amazing that they're all just standing there like Herc saying, there must be one of us. There must be one among us capable of neutralizing Dr. Doom. They're all count. Oh, no. What do we do? It's Doom. You've got all these superheroes and, you know. A little afraid of a little neutron bomb. No, I, I think uh, I think a mansion full of Avengers and Doom sounds like a fair fight. <laughs> well, we expect that from you. <laughs> Doom is Steve Rogers in the elevator, and the Avengers are all the other guys in the elevator with him. <laughs> that would be true, except it wasn't Doom. <laughs> yeah, he's not go. even in there. He's not even in the mansion. He's sitting outside in a limo. Yes, but... Reed Richards was still pretty darn impressed. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Reed, Reed Richards is a douche anyway. Let's be I, fair. I just pictured Doom sipping champagne in there and spilling the champagne on the neutron bomb and shorting it out and blowing himself up only. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like this this one, just to, to kind of finish the thought, it's, 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 a, it's a serious drop down from the issue before. I, on every aspect, I don't think the cover is as good, I don't think the interior art is as good, and I don't think the story is as good. No, I don't either. I mean, there's only one or two pages, like we pointed out, that really are that good. And Even even the initial splash page, what are the relatively re- relative sizes of Doom and Rage here? Yeah, it's like Rage... Rage is an 8 foot 6. And and the perspective is off because Rage is behind him. Right, yeah, Doom should be larger. Doom should be larger, yeah. if not the same size as Rage. Even though Rage is, I think, taller than Doom. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's just off. That you got to blame Trimpy for because that's the layout. Yeah, and some of the, some of the facial renderings are, are poor. Uh, and and I'm giving putting a lot of that on Trimpy too. I'm thinking he didn't put a lot of detail into it, and he was depending on the uh, the inker. Uh, what's what's up with Reed Richards on let's see in the in the story itself it's one two three four five pages in and he's all the way over on the right at the top panel the one with Ben scratching his face next to him yeah what's up oh, with Reed's yeah, face that's... there he looks he looks like he should be one of the baseball players in the movie The Warriors <laughs> yeah that's that that was one of the and Namor just yeah they all just look I mean the. The thing's the only one that looks halfway decent, and I think that's because yeah. he's not a human being. Because <laughs> it's like any, yeah, anybody, anybody that looks human just does not look right. 
I mean, Namor has spent a little too much time on his eyebrows. Look, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying. He spent too long in that everyone, cum- Look, everyone at that party is thinking it. I'm just the one saying it. Why would Namor be wearing a cum- what that big, fluffy, frilly shirt? I just don't get it. But he is wearing his dress speedo, so I think that's okay. He's Whoa. wearing his formal, his formal speedo. And his wings are combed. That shot with the with the Doombot head where the vision those are some just really weird looking shots of the vision. He looks like he's happy. You know, like, ah, you know. The head was first uh the first part dropped through. It was like he's kinda of smiling. Oh, as you can see, the cranial plate pops off easily. I think that may be intentional. I think it you may think? be that, that the vision is very self satisfied with mm. his that he figured it out smarter yeah. His, yeah, his his deductions. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that this this was before he tried to take over the world, isn't it? No, this is after he tried to te- take over the world. That's why he's all whitewashed. Cause oh, I is... thought he was white when he did that. No, no. The, after he got dismantled and put back together, I think, was when they turned him white. Oh, okay. So yeah. my, my, my error. Yeah, because that was like, yeah, that was quite a while ago in the event. That was, I want to say, around the 250, 240 time range in the Avengers when he was linked up with the Isaac computer. From mm-hmm. from out with the uh, Eternals uh, from out by Saturn on Titan's moon. And then that's when he came back and took over all the computer systems on the Earth. That's when he had the big giant Immortus looking headset thing on him. Right, right. He had like okay. a, yeah. And then after that in West Coast Avengers, the government took him and dismantled him. And they put him back, when he got put back together, he was this whitewash color. So you, you want to rate this one? Uh, Cover? Man, I just don't like that cover. Uh, I gotta, I gotta give this cover a, I, I, well, I'm, and I'm not giving it a D because it's Dr. Doom. It's just cause it's a D cause I just don't like it. Um, interior, aside from one or two pay, I, I gotta give the interior a D as well. And the story, it does tell us it is, it's not a good story. It's not a bad story. I wish it had, you know, maybe, and my, I know my synopsis probably didn't do much justice to it, <laughs> But I'm going to give the story a C, so I think this is like a, a C minus D plus book for me. Yeah, I think the cover doesn't necessarily make sense, but there were some things about it I liked a little more than the cover on the prior issue. So I may give that cover maybe a B minus. There were some things about the story I liked. I liked the beginning. I liked, uh, I liked the idea of sort of the Secret Service folks shuttling the you know the the uh the dignitaries out of the i thought that the was a nice touch yeah, out of the yeah. mansion yeah and then and then doom saying let's let the, i don't have a quarrel with those with those people so i like that I, I i did like the reference to the motivation and of course what is doom's one weakness love thank you love <laughs> i thought um, it was, I, I, I thought it was cupcakes <laughs> Which he loves. Apparently, his one weakness is his neck because they keep chopping his head off. <laughs> well, I that, do like. Well, that's I because mean, that heavy thing that holds his cake, cape weakens his armor. <laughs> I mean, one thing I like, I, I, I like when Doom is portrayed not as a villain to, to me. I mean, seriously, I, I think he's best as sort of an anti-hero than a flat-out villain. And having, and in this case, the fact that his his plot is a little odd. I like the fact that his motivations are not super villainous. It, it's not even take over the world because I could run it better. You know, there's some, I, I kind of like, there's there's something there to that. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know B for the story. Uh, the art, a couple of places was nice, but I think that's the 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 weakest. C minus, so it works out to A plus 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 plus. <laughs> so. Well, I'm giving a bad the... doom story is better than a good something else story. That's my stand. Than a good Fantastic <laughs> Four story. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm giving the cover a D. I really don't like it. I don't like the fact that they decided to highlight rage for some reason. I, I think they I feel like they were pushing him. You know, yeah, we know he's not that popular, but like him anyway. Uh, Doom's face mask looks terrible, especially around the mouth. Uh, cover really just has nothing going for it. The other three characters just don't look good. I, I don't like the cover at all. Do we know who drew that? Uh, Morgan, uh, the same guy that did uh, one of the anchors. Okay. Uh, the interior art is very inconsistent. Uh, I don't see any, you know, we, we talked about the pages that were good. There's a couple of good images in it, but not enough to salvage the overall art. And some of the bad facial renderings really take away from the story, I think. They pull you out of the story a little bit. So the interior art, I'm going C-. minus. <clears throat> and story-wise, I feel like it was, like I said, I thought the first issue was a, was a big build-up. And you want a real climax out of it. I like, as you say, Alan, that that he has somewhat pure motives, uh, albeit with a poorly planned out scheme for how to enact them. Uh, but I don't feel like this is Doom at his best at, by any stretch of the imagination. I think I think he's he's a little poorly characterized. It's you know, especially at the end. But I'm still in the car and I still have the bomb. You know, that part didn't quite make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just seemed dominant. They, they drew Doom with sad face on the last page, uh, which is hard to do when you have a mechanical mask. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I thought the story was a letdown. I'm, I'm going to say C- minus on the story as well, and I'm giving it an overall C-. minus. I'm saying this whole book is a little lower than average. That seems reasonable. Despite, has been better. Despite its inclusion of the premier Marvel character of all time. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Rage. What? <laughs> What I want to know is why was Wolverine at this? And I was gonna say between the two, but 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 between these two issues, you didn't just have the premier Marvel character; you had every Marvel character. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Moon Knight was there if you squint. Now there were I a mean, lot of characters here who who are known to be very very hot tempered, and yet they're just hanging out in the background the whole issue. <laughs> yeah, Wolverine, Submariner, Hercules, Wolverine. Yeah. They do nothing. All right, the two page spread where Rage is down on the ground. And She-Hulk is going in to help him. Look at the size of Wolverine's hand on her elbow. He's got, he, he must have banged it. It's all swollen. <laughs> it's, like, it's bigger than his head. I mean, and I think he's got an extra finger on there or something. Because there's like way too many knuckles on there. I, was, I just noticed that because I was just uh, I was try, trying to figure out why Wolverine was even here at this party. And none of the other X-Men are that I, you know, unless you want to count Scarlet Witch just being a mutant. But there's nobody else there from the X-Men. Why is Wolverine even at this party with all these dignitaries? Why? Because he was a famous, be honest, somebody, a good Marvel character. Yeah. That's a why. a good Marvel character. I think somebody thought it would be funny to put him in a tux. <laughs> and give him a big fat hand. <laughs> and Rage is about to get a special shot up She-Hulk's skirt the way she's diving down there. For a 14-year-old kid, that might be too much for him. Hello. So... I guess that brings, we come to the end of our Doctor Doom Avengers Spotlight episode. 
Doomcast Episode 1. Next time on an all new Doctor Doom Spotlight. So, uh, for next week, uh, Alan, uh, could you have my book prepped like two days in advance so I can read it and make sure that I, uh, I'm happy with it? Gotcha. What, and, uh, what, what, uh, at, at my choice? Well, you, you know what? Synopsis John like Sable five or, or six, and I'll pick John Sable or Warlord. Synopsis like choice. five or six different books, I'll pick one. No problem. You got it, sir. Anything you say, sir. Hey, uh, I need, um, some of the, the, uh, like the paint on the side of my house, like up by the, what do you call that? It's where the eve, whatever. A lot of that stuff's like weather stripped and beaten. I need you to come by here and take care of this for me, prof, uh, their, uh, prof. Oh, oh, and my, uh, dry uh, cleaning is ready. I, I will pick that up on the way over to, uh, to, to Dr. Bill's. Bring if, it. If, if that's okay with you, Mr. Paul. Bring, bring, bring a toilet snake too. What? You know, those what? things that you put down in the toilet and it unclogs the toilets. Because, uh, I, you know. This I'm... was not in the Demanza Core contract. Oh, 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 and, uh, my dog, uh, we need somebody to clean up the wee wee pads. I, oh, Alan, uh, uh, Alvin needs Alvin, a. Alvin needs some help. Alvin needs a deworming again. That was so enjoyable the first one. <laughs> Glad to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hmm. Think of anything else, Paul? Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks podcast group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com and is a registered trademark of Demanzocor of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Take a moment to stop by and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All right, I just put it in the Facebook page. In the Facebooks? The, the Facebook chat. Facebooks, yeah. As Jim Dietz says, in the Facebooks, all the kids are on the Facebooks. It's on the internets. In the interwebs. So did you watch uh, uh, Walking Dead? Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Mm. Perhaps you'd, you'd want me to come on Walking Dead Wednesday to discuss it. Sure. And they're, they're letting anybody on that show these days, Paul. Apparently, <laughs> anybody but... Hi, <laughs> uh, can you send me 156 in there? Because that one's taking forever. Oh, come on, you're such a pain. I already sent it. 156? Go back up a little. I didn't see it. Beep, 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 beep. I did not see 156. Thank you. Okay, Thank you, I... Professor. <laughs> oh, you're such a pain in the ass. Remember when, remember when we were friends? Yeah, me neither. Mm. I was going to say, no, I don't. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, for me... I know I've been on the show. No, I know I've been on Bins before, but it's been so long I can barely remember. Well, this isn't Bins. Uh, this is Avengers Five. See, there you go. But exactly. it's presented by Bins. All right, I'm going to cancel one fifty six. If we don't get, if we don't get some sort of blog awards, I'm going to head over there and <laughs> kick your butt. <laughs> I don't know. Sean Engel's had to be on his show a lot. Anyway, whatever. I'm going mean, to come bursting into your classroom, your classroom <laughs> like Robert De Niro going after Joe Pesci and Raging Bull. If you've never seen Raging Bull, you may want to watch that scene. Are are you going to be more like uh, Robert De Niro in uh, Cape Fear? Counselor! I'll get a seat in the back of the class and I'll just laugh really hard. (laughs) You'd be all tattooed up.
Well, that that goes without saying. Very proud of my ink. It's all Jack Kirby stuff. No, wait, that would be Joe Sinnott. You would have Joe Joe Sinnott ink, Jack Kirby pencils. Vinny Coletta. <laughs> You'd just be blank. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff that was there erased. But Paul had a face. We don't know what happened. It's just a big blob. He's the super adaptoid now. We don't know what happened. He's got no eyes. Just a mouth. So you you want to uh, you want to do this bit or uh... Uh, were you sending one fifty six in the Facebook? It's coming. All right, all right, yeah. already. Jeez, man, don't get excited. Ungrateful. I'm gonna come down over to Port St. Richie and kick your butt. It's what Port St. Richie? What are you talking about? I live in Port Richie. Yeah, I know. With the Mets playing, <laughs> the Mets play spring training in Port Port St. Lucie. Oh yeah, Lucie, right? Yeah. yeah. So to me, anything if it starts with Port has to have Saint on it. So you're Port St. Richie. Oh, come on, Facebook. Oh, there we go. All right. Come on. Come download. I And I just got to ask, what what is Dr. Doom thinking? Although maybe I should save this for the thing. What the hell is a kinetic hologram? <laughs> they <It's> move? <laughs> awesomely cool. That's what it is. Oh, I, well, here's yeah. what I was thinking when we do the episode. I was thinking to, to make it really a spotlight that before we do our issues that we should discuss Doom and... Uh, his role with the Avengers, or against the Avengers, as it may be. Mm. And and to do that, we have the preeminent Doctor Doom expert on the East Coast, at least or the only podcast. one that we could actually afford. Ohio would be glad to know they're on the East Coast. Oh, you're in Ohio. You're in Ohio. I thought you were on the East Coast. My mistake. I don't know where you are. The east coast of Lake uh, something, maybe. No, wait. Ohio's not even near one of the Great Lakes. That shows how good uh, geography. Lake uh, Erie. Lake Erie. Is Lake it on Lake Erie? Erie? Oh, okay. Well, yep. good. I, I, I feel much better now. Cleveland is the mistake on the lake. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. Ohio. Oh, that's where my sister-in-law lives is in Ohio. See? Yes. No, that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Avengers 156. Nice. I like, I like the cover. Spoilers. Uh, my, co- my cover uh, rating is not very high out of this one. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, it's got we ads, too. to argue about it already. What's that? Oh, it's got... Does that have... Oh, is that... Cr- that's Krang. That's not a Tuma. Oh. A Tuma. It is to a Tuma. Oh, it's Krang. Or Tyra. Wait. No, keep going. It's not a Tuma. Keep is that going. a Tuma? Keep going. Tuma. <laughs> Why is that guy green? Evil, evil Knievel stunt cycle. Spider-Man and Captain America ricochet to freedom? Are you kidding me? There's a Tuma. That's a Tuma. Not a Tuma. Not a Tuma. 